With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you ever so much. It is an interesting day. I have a couple of things to talk about that I think that need to be talked about. I did a program on Blog Talk Radio last night. Well, this morning at, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning concerning racism. And I'm still getting posts on Facebook about said racism. And I need to be clear about the conversation that I believe that we should be having about racism. I think we're having the wrong conversation. I think we're having a conversation that lags back 10, 15, 20, 30 years. That has a lot to do with wrongs of the past that people believe somehow have been institutionalized. And I'll tell you why. Because they they haven't seen anything that they believe is, quote, concrete from government to right the wrongs. We are very much in the mentality that wrongs should somehow always be righted. The truth about life is that sometimes wrongs are never righted directly. They are never direct, d- directly righted. They are never addressed. Slavery, as heinous as slavery is and was maybe something that is never, ever righted directly. And there's a really good reason for it. The reason for it is that the longer you get away from something, the harder it is to correct. Here's the analogy. The analogy is this. If you're driving somewhere and you pass your stop, Let's say you were supposed to turn right on Elm Street. The further you get away from Elm Street, the more difficult it is to make that simple correction. The further you get away from the actual heinous event, the more difficult it is to fix it. And in the case of slavery, now we are some... 300 years past, there's no one alive from that time. There's no way to deal with it directly. And I know that frustrates a lot of people because I don't want to diminish the the heinous treatment of other human beings, especially other human beings that happen to look like me. I don't want to diminish that in any way, shape, or form. But I also have to understand that the truth is that it happened so long ago, it is becoming impossible to deal with and correct that right directly. Because it, I can't find anybody who was a slave. I can't 
hardly find anybody who's a slave owner. Everything is guesswork. I'm further and further from making that right turn on Elm Street. That so making that adjustment to make that correction to right that wrong becomes a lot more difficult. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Again, I'm not letting anybody off the hook. I'm not letting uh, your ancestors, if your ancestors owned slaves and treated them badly, I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm not letting them off the hook if they thought that it was perfectly okay to own other human beings. And I don't care if it were white people in the South or if it was Muslim people in Africa. If you think it's okay to own another human being that way, yeah, then you know what? I got a problem with you. But we're talking about American, when we talk about American slavery, we have to look at how long has it been? How long has it been? And can you directly write that wrong? Let me give you another analogy. Let's say um, you remember high school, right? You remember high school where this, you asked this girl out to a dance and not only did she say no, she embarrassed you in front of everybody in the school with her no. Now, I was in high school 40 plus years ago. Would it be possible for that person to write that wrong? How? Let's say this. I died in 2014. Would it ever be possible for her to write that wrong in any sort of direct way? Now, I know you're not going to say it was not the same thing. Well, no, it's not the same thing, but the concept's the same thing. The concept is. The severity obviously is not. And again, I don't mean to diminish the heinous nature of slavery in America or anywhere else in the world. But the concept is the same. How can you possibly write that wrong directly? Why? By showing up and giving my son a lap dance? I know that's stupid. Or giving him money or uh, allowing him to go out with your daughter? Uh, how can you write that wrong directly? You can't because the person who was wronged is me. And in this particular example, I'm not there. So anything that you try to do is only going to be some perfunctory thing that really never addresses the, it never writes the wrong. It never writes the wrong. Now, I know that there are people that I agree with most of the time who are screaming and banging their shoe on the table for reparations for for slavery and using the American Indian as an example. But the difference is this. The American Indian, the, American, the Native Americans that were pushed off their land, they were given a land swap right away. Nobody waited 400 years to say, let's do this land swap now. Until everybody who had been pushed off their property was dead, and then they decided to do something. That's not how it went down. So the people who were harmed 
were there was an attempt to repair that right away. Well, not really, because what really happened, they just wanted them out of the way. So they pushed these large groups of people onto this desolate land, not giving a crap if they lived or died, really. So it wasn't really reparations. It was, we can't kill all these people, so let's move them out here. Let's take them to Oklahoma. There's nothing there. And maybe they'll live, maybe they'll die, but they'll be out of our cities and we don't care. More that than reparations. So calling that reparations is really kind of a misnomer because that's not what it was at all. It was more closely, and it wasn't even this, because a property swap, you hope to, in a property swap, sort of even things out. Wasn't that either. Yes, and those the, those the mass number of people who were the Native Americans were not enslaved necessarily like the Africans were enslaved. There were some Native American slaves. There were. Not nearly to the degree and number of the African slaves. For sure. For sure. So I understand all that. So we can't, we don't have to get into an argument about that. But the idea, my friends, is this. We cannot directly write that wrong. It's not possible. Frankly, if we, were, if we wanted to deal with reparations, we should have started dealing with reparations in 1866. And then 1867, we started, there wasn't any property swaps because frankly, the, a lot of that, pro, none of that property we were settled on or, or belonged to us. So there wasn't any opportunity for property swaps. There were no black tribes already living on the continent that were moved for economic and convenience sakes. This is why you can't compare it to the Native American. And that's why Native Americans will tell you you can't compare it because the, the situations are completely different. Now, should, and you can't compare it to the, the Japanese citizens internment um, done by uh, FDR in the, in World War II, during World War II, after Pearl Harbor, for the very same reason, because those folks who were of Japanese heritage living in America already had property. They had bought property legally. They had opened businesses legally already, and those things were taken away from them. They had property on the continent already. So we can't make that comparison. The American slave trade is unique in the situation that a lot of people were brought here against their will, made to serve landowners who purchased them like so much property, worked them until they died, it was horrendous. So there's, but there was no opportunity for a property swap like they did with um, Native Americans. And, they, and we didn't already own property here on the continent or businesses on the continent. So giving them back what they lost monetarily is, is impossible. Now I understand 
that people believe that there's some moral reason for reparations. That there is some moral reason for it. Um, people believe that this country was built on the backs of, of slaves and free labor. I've heard some black Republicans say that. Except there, there's not one black factory, there's not one factory built by slaves. Yes, America survived for a long time as, a, as an agrarian place. All those clothes and all that food has been eaten. Yes. And again, I'm going to say it, I'm going to have to keep saying it because I know that if I don't keep saying it, some people will lose their damn mind because you're so wrapped up in what you already think. I am not for one single second denigrating the fact of the heinous nature of slavery and how it played out here in, in the Americas and how it's played out and continues to be played out in some parts of Africa. I'm not demeaning that one or to try to diminish that one single solitary bit. The fact of the matter is that the American slavery situation is unique, and it is unique in a way that there was a government decision, there was a decision made by a lot of people in the country that the practice of slavery, as it was practiced in America, needed to come to an end. And it did so. And it did so. Did some people benefit in the meantime? Yes. Are they all dead? Yes. Were some people um, tortured and enslaved? Yes. And unfortunately, they're all dead too. And their close families are dead too. And because of the nature and the heinousness of this practice, it is it is damn near impossible to figure out who of us were directly related or directly connected to any of the people who suffered the worst. And it is unfortunate. But it's one of those things in life that you ain't never going to be able to right that wrong. And I know this is hard to take because we want to right every wrong. Some of us, some of us feel that we have this moral um, obligation to right every single wrong. And this may indeed be one of those things that never get righted directly. I said last night, what we ought to do, what we have to do is that if you want to combat slavery... You want to combat racism. You want to combat bigotry. The thing that you have to do is succeed. Whatever you're doing, you have to win in that space. Be successful. Be successful in the face of racism. Be successful in the face of bigotry. Be successful in the face of hatred. Be successful have successful families, have successful businesses, have successful lives. Nothing pisses off your enemy more than seeing you be successful in spite of what they think, in spite 
of what they do, in spite of who they think you are, in spite of who they who they want you to believe you are, that you are successful anyway. And I'm and I'm telling you, and what I'm telling you is true. The more you do that, the quicker, the faster, the better, the more succinct, the more long-lasting is the fight against bigotry, hatred, and racism. Racism will fade. But it will only fade if we are, you are, successful. Even with the roadblocks. I wrote in a a Facebook post this morning a comment that no one is saying that racism is dead. This nonsense that that racism is dead and was brought back um, used as a political tool by Barack Obama is just the stupidest damn thing I have ever heard. Racism has always existed. Racism that we define now has always existed. It's not, racism just doesn't have anything just to do with black people and white people. It just doesn't. Racism exists everywhere and in all cultures. It always has. And sadly, because people suck, it always will. It is a wrong because of the fallen nature of people that will never be righted. And I know that doesn't make you happy. And I know that makes me sound like a defeatist. That makes me sound like an Uncle Tom. That makes me sound like somebody who's just saying that so people, so white people can get away with murder. No. I want you to believe. I want you to understand the truth. There's some stuff that simply ain't ever going to change. It's just not going to change. Why? Because people suck. Because of the fallen nature of people. Some people will get it. Let me give you another example before I get out of here. Um, my One of my dearest friends in the world, his father, my friend quoted his father as saying, saying this, a nigger is a nigger is a nigger. That's was his dad. His dad was an educated man with two master's degrees and a, a dynamite sales guy. Oh my goodness, dynamite sales guy personality plus the whole deal wonderful baritone baritone voice dude could sing um he could, he could entertain he could do he could do all, he could do it all could do it freaking all a nigger is a nigger is a nigger you, you you hear what i'm saying this is where this man was it took my friend introducing him over time to his black friends who were successful in whatever stage he was in at the time, whether they were in middle school, whether they were in high school, where they whether they were in college, whether whatever, to change this man's mind. That at some point I had my feet up under his dinner table as much as his kids had their feet up under his dinner table. And him having conversations with me even after, even when I knew that this had at some point been his opinion of people who look like me. So it took a lot of bravery on the part of my friend 
Maybe some bravery on my part. Maybe. But it took time. It was like water on a rock. Eventually the water, as soft as the water is, as pliable as the water is, it will wear down the rock if it doesn't stop. That's what this is all about. This is this this is the solution. But the rock, remnants of the rock, as sand, will always exist. They will always exist. There isn't any any way to get rid of it. That water can drip on that rock for six billion years. Eventually that rock will come apart and you won't see it. And it will be distributed to the four corners of the earth as silt. But matter can never be destroyed. These things, you know, as I get older, you know, all these, all these concepts work together. Matter can never be destroyed. So, so if you think about it that way, it will never be destroyed. It'll always be there. But you know what? A rock is an impediment to your progress. Sand is something you walk on. You hear me? A rock is an impediment to your progress that you might have to move if you can or it may be too heavy to move. And at some point, it it was too heavy to move. But now it's becoming something that you can step over, move it with your hand, move with your foot. And if we continue, it'll be something that we can step on and walk over. I hope you understand this is because it's super important that you get this. It is it is super super important that you get this. All of us will not be able to to walk on the sand. Those who fought the fight in the 40s and the 50s who are gone on to glory now will not see the time where they got to walk on the sand. They did a lot of the work. It was the fire hoses that they took on themselves that that started deteriorating the rock of racism and hatred and bigotry. And it was the educators of the 60s and 70s that continued the fight that weren't in the street any, streets anymore. Now they were in the classrooms. It, 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 was, it was those who were the, the business leaders of the 80s and the 90s and the early aughts that took the battle from the classrooms to the boardrooms and decided to be an entrepreneur was the way to go. That can and and being success and successful entrepreneur was more water on the rock of racism, hatred, and bigotry. That now we are moving into a time where racism is not that big rock, but it's a whole bunch of really annoying ass pebbles, as to, to compare where we were four hundred years ago. Something to consider, obviously, 
but we can walk on it. It hurts our feet a little bit, but they, but it doesn't impede our path. And if we continue, like our ancestors, our relatives, our forefathers, soon and sooner than later, racism, big bigotry, racial hatred will be the sand that we walk over to reach our promised land. If we do not get distracted, if we stop listening to people who say we can't, if I don't listen to people who say, who continue to say I can't, then I will. Some of them will like it. Some of them will not. It will not matter to me if they like it or not. This is important. Folks, this, I know I maybe seem to be all over the place, but if this is super important that you get. It's super important that you understand. It's super important that you figure out that we are about to win this thing. We just cannot be misled by Miss Millie. We cannot be led by people I call the devils of division and the sirens of strife. We must continue on this path to destroy this rock that is our impediment and has been our impediment for a half a millennium. Look around you. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a young man that I teach with where I teach saxophone and I told him and I was kind of messing with him to start with and I told him I said listen hey listen can you do me a favor stop being offended for me stop being offended when somebody says something stupid about black people I don't need you white guy being offended for me it's annoying (laughs) it's just freaking annoying and he was like, and and a relief came over his face. It was really, really funny. I didn't think it was it was going to play out like that. I thought it would be just this awkward moment for him, but it wasn't. It was like this relief came over his face, and I said, "You don't have to." And most people, most black people, especially people of my age, don't like it. Don't need you to be offended for me. I'm a human being. I can be fully offended for myself. What I don't need your help in is being being offended for me. And feeling that you have to come to my aid. I don't need you. His name happens to be Tom. I don't need Mr. Tom or Miss Millie to come to my aid. Thank you very much. I am perfectly capable of handling my own situations. Thank you so much, Miss Millie. You can you can have several seats. Oh, and and and, and Mr. Tom, you sit down next to Miss Millie. I'm tired of hearing from you too. I don't need Hillary Clinton. I don't need Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I don't need uh, Elizabeth Warren. I don't I don't need Bill Clinton. I don't need all these other, especially old white people who, uh, Bill, Joe Biden, coming to my aid because I can't handle it for myself. I'm not strong enough somehow. No, I'm fine. I'm good. I, as a matter of fact, hell, I'm good and getting better. I don't need that. 
the soft bigotry of low expectations. Full effect in the, in the left right now. And as long as we don't get caught up in that, as long as we always understand that we all the solutions that black people, people need, we already have. They came pre-installed. They're standard equipment. All of it. All of it. This is a narrative that we must get to our kids. Everything you need, you already have. Everything. The, the intelligence, the competitiveness, the endurance, the blessing. You have it all. Now all you have to do is go out there and walk in it. That's it. Is it going to be tough? Yes. And for some of us, it'll be harder than others. It's the nature of things. Some people have an easier time of it, so it seems. It is the nature of things. The only way to lose is to quit. As long as there's breath in your body, there's a chance to win. All right. We got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. We're going to do a lot of these here uh, of late because of certain financial situations and put them up on Blog Talk Radio and get them out to Google and, 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 and that way. So if you want to help us out, really send me an email at WLS860 at gmail.com and I will let you know of how you can help us out. We started a Patreon, a, a Patreon page. I'm really not sure how that's going to be quite frank with you. Um, I don't really understand it all that well, but you can go to um, Fightback Media's Patreon Patreon page and um, donate there if you like and become a regular donor. That really helps us get our message out in a way that we hope is effective. In any case, until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.